0: So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. I wanted to just dive right in because I think retail therapy is a big one for a lot of women. And if I'm being honest, it's something that I struggled with in the past. And it's, what is it? It's like an addiction, right? There, I think it's always going to be a journey and it's always going to take a little bit of monitoring, and that's okay. But I feel like as long as you can recognize certain tendencies that you have and then have a plan of attack, right? So that when those feelings of shopping and retail therapy kind of come up, that you can maybe have another outlet. So I think first of all, it's really important to talk about what retail therapy actually is. Because I think of course, we all know what that is, right? You're feeling a certain emotion and then you chop, right? That's not rocket science. We typically, could be bored so maybe you're scrolling late at night i know for me that's been a trigger for me buying facebook ads or instagram ads of some like model that's wearing this beautiful outfit and i'm like and i get it and it's like the material is so wrong maybe you could just like let me know if you've also done something like that um, so that i'm not alone but yeah i feel like you know boredom for me is a is a trigger there's also uh, stress sometimes for me can be a trigger. So I think it's really important to kind of understand that the physical act of shopping is just your response to actually something else that's going on. Uh, And it's very, very similar to emotional eating, right? So if you're somebody who reaches for the potato chips, right? If you are stressed like me. So again, a lot of what I talk about are coming from my own experiences. I am not immune just because I'm a financial professional. I'm not immune to it. You know, hopefully that gives you a little bit of hope. If you are somebody that's like, why can't I just get my together and stop doing it right I feel like it's because there's a little bit of what's hard what's hardwired in our brain so there's there's that piece there's a money mindset piece but then there's also how we're treating money and and this is really the premise of I have a podcast called ditch the budget this is why I really don't believe that budgets work most budgets don't work for Our day-to-day finances right budgets really work well and i was just uh interviewed on a podcast for a wedding podcast episode that's coming up um which i'll share with everybody because i think it's so so interesting but when you're planning for something specific like a wedding like a baby like a vacation yes absolutely a budget works really well to kind of stay within those boundaries but budgeting for our day-to-day expenses it's really difficult because it's too logical right a budget income minus expenses there's your budget right it's typically not more intuitive than that and so i'm not a big fan of that because money is so emotional and because we have different triggers that cause us to either want to and i made a post about this today on my social media it's it, it, your trigger might cause you to bury want to feel like you're burying money in the backyard or you know under your mattress or it might cause you to spend money so it's really understanding what is really going on peeling back the layers a little bit okay this is just a symptom the the shopping is a symptom of something bigger that's happening and this is something that we really get involved in when when if we work together one on one, you know, I really try to break down and figure out where is this coming from? Um, again, I mentioned a lot of it is hardwired in how we think about money. But also, if we address the root cause of what's really going on, we can really eliminate the retail therapy. So, for example, if there's you know trouble in your marriage or a relationship with your child maybe um, that needs fixing, you know I often find that that's where really where we're spending more money. To kind of compensate if we're not happy with how we look and our bodies, you know, typically we're spending more money because we don't feel good in our clothing. So we need to buy new clothing in order to feel good, right? Or again, if relationships aren't good, maybe we're buying gifts for other people and we're really, you know, seeking validation in gift buying. So typically retail therapy is really just a symptom of something bigger that's happening. And it's really peeling back the layers and really uncovering what it is. As human beings, our brains are wired to keep us safe. So we don't generally like to think about this. And if it was left up to you to really figure out what is the true cause of this happening most of you will avoid it and that's really where somebody like me coming in and really pushing you in a gentle way right i meet you where you're at and we we work through it that way but i think it's really um having somebody to that's from the outside looking in sometimes sometimes we're just too close to it and we don't really know and that typically will come out in conversation with many of my clients is that you know, they find that using retail therapy is just makes them feel good. And it's like, okay, but why? And they never really stop to think about the answer to that. So I think that's kind of step one is really getting to the root cause of why you're using shopping as your coping mechanism. And then I would say, in the next thing that I would really look to is to help you stop spending money when you're triggered is to really go back to, again, super annoying, because I talk about this all the time I feel like, but it's what is your financial goal? If your financial goal is to retire in 10 years, if your financial goal is to pay off all your debt in five years, if your financial goal is to install a pool in in your backyard, if your financial goal is to buy Christmas presents this year without it going on your credit card, whatever your goal is, Is your current spending in alignment with that goal? And and most of what we do is we make sure that you're spending your money in the appropriate way. And we're really finding any money leaks that come, come with that. So when we find money leaks, typically I find it in retail therapy, people that use shopping as an outlet. So going back to your financial goal and revisiting that on a regular basis will really just help Ground you and bring you back. It doesn't mean that it'll eliminate it completely, but it's like, you know, in January, we all create or most of us create a vision board or we have this word of the year. And then by February, we've forgotten what the word is. We don't even know what our goals are anymore. Things just change so quickly. But but if you were to look at that goal every single day, every single day, every single day or week or month, you'll be, it'll be easier to obtain than if you just write it down January 1st, and then that's the last you look at it. So really reviewing those financial goals. This, the third thing I will say is around the triggers. If you know that scrolling your social media late at night equals making a stupid clothing purchase that you know, you know, in your head is going to come from a foreign country and the, the material is going to look like crap because you've You've made that mistake over and over and over again, you have data to support that that article of clothing probably is not going to look the same on you as it does on the model that they're showcasing on Instagram or Facebook, but yet you're triggered to buy so The idea here would be remove the trigger, put a lock on your scrolling so that you can't scroll past a certain time. If that's when you find that you're making most of those purchasing decisions or eliminate the emails coming in from Old Navy or, you know, wherever you get emails from or you're shopping. For me, Old Navy was a big trigger because I would see all these things. And then before you know it, I have $100 in my cart. And then I'm trying to add $25 so that I get these bucks to use the next time that I shop there. It's just this cycle that you can just get really caught up into. Um, So it's removing those spending triggers, which I think are really, really, really important. And then finally, I think is if shopping is something that you enjoy and it's not necessarily an emotional trigger, everything seems great when you actually peel back the root cause. For some people, just spending money and having that ability to do it based on maybe as a kid growing up, you didn't have access to money. So spending money makes you feel really good. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's, again, build that into your cash flow plan. Let's make sure that you have money available to you to be able to go and spend on it. But within reason, within a limit, um, and put some boundaries around it. Because I think that without those boundaries, that's really where we can know come into some trouble so maybe it's saying to yourself okay like yeah a couple times a week i'm gonna go shopping that's okay right now we're in lockdown so it's a little bit different but you know or if amazon is a trigger i know that came up from somebody had had asked if i was going to um talk about amazon if amazon is a trigger for you remove the app from your phone right make it so that. You have to log into your desktop. Most of us are not going to do that on a whim, right? If we're thinking about something, it's like, oh, yeah, I wonder if I can get that on Amazon. This happens to me all the time. I have uninstalled Amazon. I couldn't even tell you how much. And then I reinstall it when I need something, right? It's, it's not gone forever. It's just It's that one extra step that just allows your brain to kind of catch up. And sometimes that's all for me that I need. For you, you might need something a little bit more drastic, right? You might need to remove or lock a credit card, or you might need to remove payments from certain apps so that you can't actually access that money unless you go physically get your credit card, type it in. Again, making it harder for yourself to to make those purchasing decisions. So Kelly's saying Amazon is her weakness. Yeah, I think Amazon is brilliant in the sense that you know, you can get pretty much anything that you want, and next, the, like tomorrow, it's incredible to me that it can come to you so quickly without leaving your home, right? So, where it's revolutionized shopping, it's also, you know, it's presented a problem for our generation. The gen- and when I when I say our generation, I mean anybody that has a smartphone with the Amazon app. It's changing how we shop. It's changing our access to electronic payments really has changed the game for, for all of us. Right. And I talk about this more in Fix Your Finances, but essentially like my mom went grocery shopping when I was a kid. I'm almost 40. I'm 40 this year. If she went shopping when I was a kid and forgot her wallet, she didn't buy anything. Right. Nowadays, my gosh, I've got my smartphone, I've got my smart, I've got my, my Apple watch, I've got my smartphone. Um, You know, many of us have our credit card memorized in our head. It's just very, very, very different now to spend money and so much easier. So if you can eliminate some of those triggers, I think it will really help you. Should we have short term and long term goals? Absolutely. Right. So I think sometimes we get caught up too much in just thinking about long-term goals, like retiring early, depending on how old you are, or saving for something that's so far in the future that you forget about, what are your short-term goals? And it doesn't have to be these big grandiose things. It could literally be, uh, you know, many short-term goals that I put in for my client is, how do I hire help around the house? You know how do i hire a house cleaner to come in once a month how do i afford that how do i find the money in my cash flow to pay for that how do i afford the meal kits so that i don't have to cook dinner every single night right how do i Make my life easier. How do I hire a babysitter for a few hours just to get some work done? Right, because everybody is home. So how how do you build some of these things in? It doesn't need to be these big, big, big goals. And I think that's really important: is is to marry the, the long term with the short term and really make sure that you're able to get to the long term, but still satisfying your you know, your enjoyment of life and, and satisfying those short-term goals. So absolutely, I think your short-term and long-term goals are very, very important. And for some of you, you are sabotaging those goals because you're not able to control this retail therapy and you haven't actually looked at why that's even a problem for you. Some of you don't even know how much you're spending on retail therapy because you're justifying it in your mind as things that you actually need when you don't right and i made a post about this yesterday you know i wanted to have a no spend april and here i am buying stuff on amazon because again my emotions kicked in back in lockdown kids are going to be home for the foreseeable future and trying to do thinking about virtual and you know i had to just basically say how can we thrive during this lockdown instead of like you know i'm seeing all these memes and the things about wine culture and you know and that's not to pass judgment on anybody i think you you get through it how you decide to get through it but for me you know i don't want to have to rely on alcohol as a way to get through this period. I want to thrive. So how can I thrive? How can I feel good? And I know that guzzling a bottle of wine a night is not going to make me feel good the next day for sure. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't, I had a glass of wine last night. So please hear me when I say there's no judgment. It's just, I feel like this mommy wine culture has just gone so crazy um, and our need to self-medicate instead of how can I thrive? And when things that are triggered for us cause us to shop on Amazon or cause us to self-medicate and self-soothe using our dollars to buy goods that we actually don't really need and are probably going to stay in our closet. If I were to go into my closet right now, there are so many things, so many pieces of clothing that I bought that probably still have the tags on it. Or, you know, I wore it once or twice. I actually really didn't love it, but I bought it anyways because it was on sale. All right, We all have been there, right? It's well, it's cheap, you know, so I'll just buy it. And, and then you don't love it. So then you might wear it once or twice. And then that's it. You know, I don't, that to me is not a good use of my money when I look at my overall financial goals. So hope everybody has an awesome rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye everyone.